0: Old man, damn you old man waste you old man wait wait old ass man shut up old man you smell like fart uh-huh. no man old oh, no. man he's so old he got a podcast on cassette. fuck you your old damn it Wade! do you know how happy i was when the Celtics decided they were bringing back Al Horford, like, that was, that made me incredibly happy. And then on top of that, they're bringing Tice back. And that that was, that made me happy. Tice was my guy. But I'm also a fan of, like, the dirty work player, so.
1: See, that, I didn't find that move very enticing. But
0: (laughs) I waited until you drank, took a drink of your, uh, a sip of your drink. I'm just, I just did. did that because you're already, like, on a roll. It was like, there's no way you don't get the, um, title but that's you're, always, you're starting <laughs> off strong man starting off strong um
1: i didn't care for that move at the time i thought Derek white i was like jesus like what are we doing we already like are they trading smart is that why they brought in uh Derek white um and i was uh, very wrong about the additions that they made i liked the horford thing because i always thought he played uh guys like atabayo and and um uh, and bead really well yeah um so it's like all right get rid of six foot 150 pound kemba walker who's hurt all the time like dude's just a walking injury i love that and guy bring too, back Horford. all right i'll take it i uh, like see I, Kemba's a guy that i liked when he was on the court but he's so unreliable you know how i feel about guys that are unreliable um, uh, which,
0: which we, we, we will be now. getting into but you know what's funny? As I remember when they when they traded to get Kyrie, I'm like, you also traded to get Ken, but Kyrie's not going to work here. Because he's another one of those guys who seems to never play more than 60 games a year.
1: I actually uh, predicted that trade about two months before it happened. Like, I sent a text to my brothers, and I was like, how's this? Isaiah, and then, like, I. Think, I said, you know, a combination of these players, and like I listed like three of the guys that they ended up sending, including Jay Crowder. I'm like for Kyrie, and you know, send him a draft pick or something. And yeah. like it was almost exactly what I what I predicted.
0: And it's funny because at the end at the end of the day, the Celtics have made out in the deal. But the fu- I think the funniest thing that I saw involving the Celtics in trades was the Celtics traded Paul Pierce, an aging. In age KG and Paul Pierce to the Brooklyn Nets to end up getting Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. And I was like, dear God, I never even thought about that.
1: Not Well, not only that, like, they also traded Jason Terry, all of which I think they had, like, 110 years between them. <laughs> but they, they, uh, everybody forgets. It's like, oh, yeah, they drafted uh, Simmons. I mean, they drafted uh, Tatum that year. Um, They won the draft lottery And They traded down To spot three Because they knew the Lakers were going to take Lonzo Ball with number two And they knew Philadelphia wanted Ben Simmons so badly No that wasn't Ben Simmons that year that was Fucking Markel Fultz
0: Oh man is he even still in the league anymore Last time I saw he was in Orlando
1: I think he's still in Orlando
0: I, would, like, I was really rooting for him, too, man.
1: They took Tatum with that pick, that number three pick. They traded down to number three, got another first-round pick, which I think they turned into one of these other guys, like Pritchard or Williams or, or one of those guys. Yeah. Like, the thing that I, I – I, Danny Ainge builds up a lot of assets, like a treasure trove full of assets. They're like, "Oh, they're gonna use all these to go get a guy," and then like they never did. They're like, "Oh, they're gonna use all these to go get this guy," and they never did. Like, oh, they're <laughs> gonna get Anthony Davis. They're gonna get KD. They're gonna get Harden. They're gonna. It's like, oh, don't, don't get Harden. No. Yeah. Bob. But like, they kept saying they were gonna trade all these guys, and then they didn't end up doing it. Then they boot uh, Ainge out, and then, you know. Kind of fire Stevens, but I always thought that move was we're kicking him upstairs because he's still under contract. Yeah. And if somebody wants him, they have to trade for him, a la Doc Rivers.
0: You know, I never knew you could trade for a player, a trade for a coach until that happened.
1: They did it. Uh, actually, there was a, uh, a precedent prior to that, not in the NBA, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traded for John Gruden from the Raiders. in, in like, 2000, 99-2000, like, right before that season, and he ended up winning the Super Bowl against the Raiders with the Bucs.
0: God, I always love the moment where, like, where you get one of those times where it's just like, well, bet you regret that shit now, don't you?
1: (laughs) Yeah, trading the the coach who ends up coming to uh, face you, like, that year, It's like he
0: knew everything they were going to do. They beat him 48 to 21. Like Jesus. Fucking ridiculous. Well, anyway, welcome to the Old Man Wade Show. I am your host, the God of Stubborn, the Lord of Laughter, Old Man Wade. And that voice you hear is the sexy, sexy, sexy husband of the, uh, what did I call her before? I called her the Marlon Brando of Merlot. Marlon Brando (laughs) of
1: Merlot.
0: Her husband, Patsy the Angry Nerd.
1: Oh, what's going on? Good to be back. It's been a while. It's been way too long, man. I haven't even done my own show. It's been two months. I actually, when we were doing our our pre-game stuff here, uh, I just finished uploading the newest episode to to Facebook, so we got the new episode up, covering uh, Roger Smith from American Dad. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a good one. Ricky. Showing your face
0: around here, Ricky Spanish. I just love that that, that episode had nothing to do. Like, if, there is no continuity in this episode. It didn't really actually happen. But goddamn, is that a great fucking episode. And then
1: you get the voiceover by Werner Herzog at the end, talking about the
0: butterfly. Like, that was amazing. <laughs> that, again, one of the, that, I, I stand by this. Um,. American Dad is a is a thousand times better than Family Guy.
1: And it's I, definitely it,
0: it definitely takes a look at like Family Guy is kind
1: of turning on its head all the um like sitcoms and animated shows of you know that preceded it. Yeah. Um, American Dad is definitely like a fuck you to conservative right wing
0: America. Isn't it great though? It is. It is oh, one so of my funny. favorite things in the world. And I, uh, you know what? That 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 I'm 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 not going there. I'm gonna have a a nice happy. Yeah, we will we will we will end up sidetracked and not get to the point of what we're trying to talk about today. Happy little flowers, happy little flowers. <laughs> so, I've been dying to have this conversation um, with you about the NBA, and I want to start off with Ben Simmons. You have been a Ben Simmons... You haven't been on the Ben Simmons hype train ever. You've never been. No. You've always... But the thing about it is, unlike some people, when you have a conversation, you're not, like, hating. You're not, like, oh, Ben Simmons and blah, 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 he's overhyped. You broke down, actually, in an article, about why Ben Simmons is overrated. And unlike... Skip Bayless, you can get past his one accomplishment against Rudy Gobert, and if we're being honest, certain all-star selections shouldn't really matter. I don't really give Ben Simmons's all-star selections much credence because it's, in his sense, like the East, like, you know what I mean? At that time, the East wasn't really that, wasn't that big a deal. Honestly, I don't
1: give I don't give all star appearances in any sport any credence. It doesn't matter. It's a popularity contest. I can't tell you how many times I've seen billboards, you know, like vote for your favorite player, not the best, your favorite. So anybody with name recognition, like there was a year, Yao I Ming. Mean? Uh, no, not even. Not, I was thinking Alonzo Mourning missed the entire year with his kidney issues, but somehow was voted in as a starter. Stupidest shit I ever. I ever I ever heard. But people are always like, well, how would you fix it? Easy. You let the players vote for who they think is the All-Stars. They're not allowed to vote for themselves or anybody on their team. You have to vote for somebody on another team. And you don't have to have every team represented because that's stupid. If you have a shitty team like Orlando, Orlando's not going to have any All-Stars. Yeah. Detroit's not going to have any All-Stars. Indiana's not going to have any All-Stars. You know, they might... They might but they don't
0: necessarily. That's true. I also had, there was the, there was the, this, the year they changed it because of the jaja Pachulia shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's always been flaws in the All-Star game. I also think it was, I get it now, like now that I'm older, I understand that it has nothing to do with the um, NBA in general. It's all about the fans. It's all about getting people who, mm-hmm. it's, it's money. It's a, it's a cash grab. Like, you know what I mean? And like, but, I, go ahead. The way, the way I look at it is if you want to have it, and this goes for
1: every single sport, I do like the draft idea once you get past the starters, but you let the players vote for who they think because these are the guys going up against each other every single night. Yep. Like they notice, you know, like Marcus Smart would be an all-star, I think. Oh, no question. You let, if you let these guys like, oh, yeah, this guy's so tough, you know, he's, he's such a good defender. Like how do you get defensive player of the year but not an all-star selection you know how do you win one of those awards without being an all-star so let the let the players pick the teams and then once the teams are set vote for the starters
0: yep that makes the most. and then
1: whoever is left draft them
0: yeah that makes the most sense but again like we're also using i think we're using a little bit more common sense than most people specifically because like there's a bias like you know what I mean? Like I'll be the first. Like um, one of my one of my closest friends calls me a homer. Like I almost never root against the Celtics. I just I can't do it. I don't even if I and like and I'm one of those guys who doesn't watch the NBA if the Celtics aren't involved. I don't care. If the Celtics aren't playing. I I don't care. Like you know what I mean? But I love playoff basketball. But well, playoff basketball is something different though. But I can't. Yeah, yeah. I um, I've had a lot of issues with the NBA specifically because like it's been kind of trash. Like it's been. <laughs> very cookie. You know what, we're getting off topic. But, um, Ben Simmons. Like, so, before you get into, (laughs) I'm gonna challenge you here, before you get into his faults, say three nice things about Ben Simmons. Um, he
1: clearly doesn't care what people think of him as far as his fashion sense, and he (laughs) will wear literally anything. Um, he, uh, Always looks well groomed. And
0: say something nice about his game.
1: All right, he is—he is an above-average defender and passer. He's an above-average defender and passer. Uh, but it helps when you're six
0: ten. Yeah. So now let's break down his game in general. He's good. He's a—he's a good ball handler for someone who's six ten. He does, and, oh, yeah. and if you cor- and correct me if I'm wrong, he doesn't turn the ball over much.
1: No, not a lot. I... Mainly mainly because if he, because he plays point guard, and if someone, he's going up against somebody, you know, it's somebody who is 6'5", 6'4", feet, you know, so it's a little easier to keep the ball away from that person.
0: Yeah, when you can just turn around and put your shoulder towards them.
1: Hold the ball up in the air. Go ahead, get it, get it. You know, like you would do like to your, to your younger siblings. Just hold
0: the ball in the air. Which is even yeah. funnier about that is because he couldn't dunk on a five foot eleven Trey Young when he had the opportunity to. Yeah. well, oh, we'll get to Trey
1: Young in a minute.
0: So that was my biggest thing about Ben Simmons. Is like I always said, well, give him time, give him time. But when I saw that, I said, yeah, I'm out. I'm out on the um, the Ben Simmons project. Especially considering I was a Michael Carter Williams guy. Hmm. Huh. Like, you know what I mean? I was like... He obviously, like, didn't pan out the way he was supposed to be, but I also wonder how much of that is just the um, abandonment of it all, which is something we'll get into when it comes to mental toughness and people not understanding that, like, mental health is, is can be disparaging to your game. But this year was something else with him.
1: I've never seen anything like
0: it. And it's getting to the point where... We talked about it in our group thre- uh, group chat, and I talked about it with my homegirl, Talar, about it. Like, there's going to be a Ben Simmons rule. Yep. There's no way they can't do it anymore, specifically because of what happened. He flat out just didn't play all 82 games. And granted, there's no guarantee that he his initial um, back problems – didn't stem from something that just happens on regular everyday life because we've seen people who get hurt just stepping the wrong way.
1: Yeah, you're not going to herniate a disc stepping uh, the wrong way. Like, that's what they've been saying his issue is that he has a herniated disc. That's something... That's something that you get from, say, contact drugs. You're doing something. um, I'm not going to just shoot around
0: and herniated disc. Yeah. I've had three back surgeries... Um, I'm on workman's comp for a current back um, injury I, I um, received at work. Um, I think I've had two herniated discs. First time was playing basketball. Second time it um, was... no, that's not how Simmons did it. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe it was sitting too long. Um, The second time it was... I can't remember what it was the second time, but um, I ended up needing oh yeah, my, something happened and it was just standing, like literally just standing all day on marble floors when there's no stress pads because the building I worked for said it wasn't aesthetically pleasing. So they was like, you don't get a stress pad. That That is an exact quote from management. Um, So I don't know if there was any way someone with his kind of money can get hurt because we don't know. Maybe he was maybe he was practicing in the, while he wasn't actually playing basketball. It it is actually possible. Um I am here to just play devil's advocate this entire time. What are your thoughts? I'm am giving you the floor. Let as far it. as him him hurting himself, like we we're, we're, we're going to get into the we're going to get into him not playing in Philly later, but just we're going to get to the most recent news of him hurting himself.
1: So However, he herniated his disc, I honestly don't think that there was ever a real back problem. I think that was something that uh, kind of got fabricated, or maybe like he slept wrong and he was like, oh, my back hurts. Hey, Doc, you know, can you say that I have a herniated disc? Like, here's five grand, you know? I'm not saying he specifically bribed somebody, but like, it seems a little shady that he went from, oh, it's my it's my uh my mental health to oh yeah it's my back so because my back is hurt uh it was from when i was playing so therefore you have to pay me my money because it seemed awfully convenient when they were like you know philadelphia kept saying like go to our doctor go to this person you know go to this psychiatrist you know the team one get a second opinion like we want our team people to evaluate like. No, we're not doing that. I'm just gonna keep going to the same people I've been seeing and they'll keep telling you what I want them to say. Which to me is a red flag. Like if you're really hurt like I get that there are there are instances where you know you you could get the total opposite thing where, you know, your doctor is like, Yeah, here's your issue and you go to the team doctor and the team doctor has the team's interest in in mind. And they're like, yeah, um, yeah. It looks like it's you know sore, or it's hurt, but you can definitely play through it. Yeah, you know, you saw that shit in the
0: NFL for decades. So, um, so I will say this. So, like, there is there. If you actually do look it up, there you will find that there is a you really you really can back pain does affect can affect your um, your mental health can affect your back. Like, oh, yeah, of course. So. And I also will say that we've all worked for corporations in which the Philadelphia 76ers are. And when someone says, hey, we want you to go see our doctors, we may both be a little skeptical because we know shenanigans could be involved. Mm -hmm. However, I'm wondering what the middle ground could have been and if there was an actual middle ground that could have happened.
1: Well, there tends to be... uh In any sport, there tends to be certain doctors or specialists that everybody would go to for specific injuries. Like, for years, it was Dr. James Andrews. Uh, He was, you know, he would do all the ACL surgeries, you know, or the Tommy John surgeries. You know, like, there were specific guys that people throughout sports would go to for specific injuries. Because in specific, you know, you're going to tear your ACL in every sport. You know, football, baseball, basketball, it doesn't matter. Uh, but, you know, say Tommy John Ligament replacement surgery That's something that you would need A specialist for And you're generally only going to see that In baseball, in pitchers Because of the specific mechanics of pitching But there are guys that have You know, different injuries Like, oh, I, I tore a ligament in my thumb I'm going to go see this guy Who's like the ligament specialist He does all the Tommy John surgeries Yes um, So I'm going to I'm going to go see him, even though he's a baseball guy and I'm a hockey man. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's that guy's area of expertise. So there could have been someone, like maybe there's a specific sports psychiatrist that everyone goes to see who specializes in professional athletes or someone who specializes in, you know, back injuries in professional athletes. Now, the other thing I wanted to, to touch on, because I totally agree that, have a specific injury and, you know, I agree that your mental health can affect that injury, especially if you're always thinking about it. It becomes psychosomatic and, you know, know, like I always say, you know, there's mind over matter. Like, you know, tell yourself it doesn't hurt. But if you tell yourself it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Yes. Guess what? It's going to fucking hurt and it's never going to get better because you're going to wake up. Even if you're not in pain, you're going to be like ooh, my back hurts. It's like, And it's like that phantom pain. There's nothing physically wrong with you, but you convince yourself that there's something wrong. It's almost like Munchausen syndrome.
0: I remember Skip Bayless actually brought that up today because he was saying that whenever he talks about someone with a knee problem, he said he always leaves the studio with his knee hurting because all he's thinking about is knee pain. So, yep. sure enough, when he leaves the studio, he's like, oh, crap, my knee hurts because he's you know he's thinking about it. So I there's there's a lot to unpack there, and um, neither one of us are going to criticize Ben Simmons's mental health issues because we are both mental health advocates. We're both people who have have or ha, or do deal with it. So that's not what we're thinking about. No, I'm not.
1: I'm not here. You know, there, there's plenty to uh, get into <laughs> who, who this guy is. Without you know, like none of the things that I'm going to talk about are really like personal things they might be character flaws but it's not like oh he's faking his mental health issues or he's doing that. like i'm not gonna i'm only gonna make my my conversation is going to be based on my observation of, of what he has put out what he has said what he has done his behavior the things that i can observe i'm not going to speculate I'm going to uh, make my conversation based solely on my observation.
0: All right. So I want to talk about a few things. I'm going to – we're still staying on the, ben, on the Ben Simmons thing. But I also want to look at um, his awards. His awards, I want to see what – we're going to talk about what he's done. We're going to talk about what he's done, and we're going to talk about, um, <clears throat> done, to talk about um, his stats and why he hasn't really improved. So he um, led the league in the steals in 2020. That's a that's a huge feat considering he's six foot ten. All NBA um, NBA all rookie first team, it's a feat, but it also depends on the class. Uh he was rookie of the year, same thing, depends on the class. Here's a really good now, step. Uh, with,
1: go asterisk on that rookie of the year, because it was his second
0: year in the league. Yeah. I, Tatum
1: should have been rookie of the year.
0: I have a big issue with and Jalen Jalen Brown not Jalen Jalen Rose talked about this. Jalen Rose said that He doesn't think players who sit there first year should be Rookie of the Year. He goes, because they learn something that other rookies don't do. They see how the teams run. They see how the, um, not only how the team is run, they see how the NBA is run, the league is run. So they they have a foot up on a lot of these players now, specifically because of that. And I honestly feel that that is an absolute disadvantage that a lot of these guys Come in with, and it's honestly, it's not cool for being completely honest, for, for being frank about it. And Ben well, Simmons, who said for- that,
1: um, he uh, it's not like he just like I totally agree with what you're saying, but his first year, <clears throat> like he had an injury, like he was hurt, which you know kind of should have been a bit of a a bit of a red flag, but. He he was hurt, like you said. Uh, he was able to see the comings and goings, getting to, you know, he did participate in some practices. It's not like he just sat on the sidelines and didn't do anything. Yes. You know, he, he got to see the drills. He got to be in the arena, feel that atmosphere. You know, it's different from being at LSU, you know, especially being in a city with as rabid a fan base as Philadelphia uh, you know, these people will throw batteries that, you know, hitting in snowballs at you.
0: You know, they'll boo Santa Claus, you know. Yeah, uh, Philadelphia, like, people can say whatever they want about what the Celtics fans would uh, say to Kyrie, which we'll also get into. But, Doug, we're not throwing... Ba- well, th- there are a lot of racist fans here. But we're not throwing batteries at Santa Claus. Yeah, like, that's that there's,
1: there's bad fan, and then there's, you know, Philadelphia casual
0: fan. Oh, also we're wrong. He's 6'11", <laughs> which is even funnier. Yeah, They
1: uh, have him listed
0: as 6'10". Yeah, so... There's I'm also a, uh,
1: bring... an Onion article that came out uh, earlier today. Uh, ben Simmons tells Mets he's ready to play now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, the, so un- like, the yeah, Onion... Like
1: the, 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 the Bill Simmons quote, like, oh, Ben Simmons will be ready in Game 8.
0: I will say this, The Onion is one of the greatest news news sources ever, and I love when people read The Onion and think that it's real news. It's one of my favorite well, things ever.
1: to be fair, the wild shit that's been happening over yeah. the past few years, like, even in the last couple of weeks, like, you know, Ron DeSantis attacks Disney World, like, yeah. So, yeah, well, But again, not getting into that. That's something yeah. else.
0: So, but also, we have to add this. Two-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, that is a major stat.
1: That's that's an accomplishment. That, that is, is something that you twice. have to earn. You have to have the mindset. You have to have the skill set. That's something you have to continually work on. I agree with that. Even if it may be, like I said, slightly skewed because you're 6'11". almost You're almost 7 feet tall, but the guys you're guarding are six five, six, ten inches shorter than you are.
0: But and if you're with that being said though, it's also a little more difficult for someone that tall to guard someone quicker than he is. So there's also that
1: yeah. There's that,
0: but you have the reach, you have
1: the 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 ability to like two of their steps is one of yours. That's true. You know, you have the ability to recover. Uh, I used to bring up uh Zdeno Chara from uh, who played for the, the Ruins for a number of years. Uh biggest man in the history of, of the NHL. Six foot nine, two hundred and fifty five pounds. Jesus. You know, seven feet tall with skates. He had his own specific uh specialized stick made. Where it's like he was never the fastest guy, but he had like an eight foot reach with his fucking stick. Like, you know but, plus he was the strongest guy and he had the hardest slap shot in the history of the league. So, but but let's also
0: that. let's also mention the fact that just because they're big doesn't necessarily mean that they're good, because we've seen many of players who have been big. But um, as a buddy of mine used to say, when we used to play basketball, he used to call them ice cream in the sun. That's how soft they are. So he was also I all mean, All NBA I'm
1: seven foot seven, like yeah, you know, he wasn't that
0: great. So we also have All NBA third team three year, uh, three times two thousand nineteen to two thousand twenty one. So now that leads us to this year where he didn't play a single game. I honestly and hold up, let's let's get into his stats. Career wise he's averaging 15 points a game, almost 8 assist, almost 8 assists and 8 rebounds. Anybody Which, anybody in the league would take that. Go ahead, you going to say.
1: Yeah, I would take that from a role player. I would take that from a guy that you know, it's like, oh, he's a really good sixth man, you know, or he's, you know, the fourth option in the offense. You know, those are numbers I would expect somebody like Marcus Smart to put up, uh, Seth Curry, you know, a, a decent player on a bad team. You know, I don't expect $40 million a year for 15 points, especially for a guy who's six foot 10. You know what I mean? Like, those uh, aren't impressive
0: numbers to me whatsoever. So, uh, allow me to retort with Draymond Green. Draymond Green is also an all-star. He's also a crucial part of the uh, Golden State Warriors. They do not win... I honestly think they do not win any of the championships they win without him. He's
1: out... but allow me to retort. Uh, Draymond brings a mental toughness to the game. Draymond brings an edge to the game. Draymond brings the ability, nay, the necessity to have to cover him all over the floor because he can shoot from anywhere on the floor. He's not as lethal as, uh, you know, Clay or, or Steph. Obviously, few are. But he can hit timely shots. He can get down low. He'll get to the foul line. He's fine if you want to foul him. He'll go to the line. He'll hit, you know, 80% of his free throws. This is all you can really ask for. I mean, he'll do... He does the dirty work. You know, I would say, defensively, they're on par with each other, you know, as far as raw defensive talent. Draymond's going to put up similar numbers. You know, maybe only, you know, 10 points a game, 12 points a game. But, he does everything else you can play him in the fourth quarter you can play him in crunch time because not only will he uh make shots himself he will make sure that you get open shots and he will lock down the other team's best player he doesn't have to guard a guy who's you know five five he can guard anybody
0: that's true I, you, you got me there i, I have no reto- i have no response to that do you so this is um something I said to I said this in the group chat and I've said this to a few other people that if Ben Simmons doesn't if Ben Simmons can't handle what comes with the NBA maybe he shouldn't play. Um and I I firmly believe that health and home first. Like you know what I mean? If he doesn't if he can't handle what's going on in the league I think he should find something else to do specifically because, like, you know what I mean? I don't want him to be in a position where, he, where things get so bad that his depression gets worse. And if he can't handle it, I'm right off into the sunset.
1: He has three years and $114 million left on his contract. He's 25, 26, somewhere in there. Um, He, he's, he, he did lose a ton of his money this year because, you know this wild theory that you should show up and do your job in order to mm. draw a paycheck, which is, we'll talk about Kyrie in a little while,
0: but. Yeah, it's one, it's thing one thing like, when you get hurt on a job. It's another thing when you just refuse to play in general.
1: Right. And like I said, we'll get to Kyrie in a minute. Uh, there's, there's an issue that I have with Ben Simmons. Uh, and again, it's not, it's a character flaw, it's it's not me, like, attacking him, and I hate when any time you try to criticize someone, you're just like, oh, you're just a hater, it's like, no, here are the facts, <laughs> like, when you watch this guy, there's the there's the stats, and then there's the eyeball test, the eyeball test is, I watched this guy, what did he shoot in that, that series against Milwaukee last year, or... uh yeah, it was against Milwaukee when they got when they got bounced out, right? Uh, yes. So he played well. you know, and again, like Skip Bayless, oh, he blocked. He blocked Trey Young's shot. Yeah, he should. He's a foot taller. Right?
0: Ten. Uh, he, he averaged ten points. Uh, ben Simmons averaged ten points, nine nine and a half assists, and seven point six rebounds in eleven games against uh, Bucks in his career.
1: Okay. Again, in the playoffs last year. When they got when they got knocked out, like his last game when he refused that layup. Yeah, I think he. That shot was Atlanta. Them. It was it wasn't against Atlanta. Atlanta okay. when he. Oh, yeah, because Atlanta Atlanta knocked them out. That's yeah,
0: right. You're right. Which is which uh, should never that should not have happened. There's no way, no. and especially because I am a I am a Joel Embiid fan. That dude. There aren't many people in the league who have as much fucking heart as he does. He plays hurt. He wants to play injured. Yes. Remember when he, when he got hurt, he was just like, I want to play back. And they came back, he goes, oh, I'm playing every game. And like, you can't play back-to-back. He goes, I want to play back-to-back. They're like, no. <laughs> like You know what I mean? They had, to, they had to literally tell him, you cannot do this because he wants to play. When he got knocked out of the playoffs, he, they, people made fun of him for crying, but I'm like, I respect the shit out of that. It's the same thing KG did and when that, he lost. It's
1: that passion and that drive and that will to succeed. That you know, he was like the scariest player in the league this year. Like nobody wanted any part of him. No. Uh, and you know, I'm I'm kind of glad the Celtics didn't draw them in the first round because that series would still be going on. Uh,
0: maybe not. Uh, you gotta remember. Yeah. Um, I like to see. Uh, uh, I'll bring you to the the court case James Harden v. the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but you know. Maxie and Tidal have been picking up that slack. And as much as I like Horford and, and Tice, maybe Horford ten years ago would be a, a good matchup with Embiid.
0: And not even, and even not even ten years. Even five, five years, years ago. ago. Five years ago. Yeah, he before was. he
1: went to Philadelphia. Like, he was the one guy that could shut Embiid down on this team. Um but neither here nor there. Um when it comes to that series against the Hawks that went 7 games. Ben Simmons took like what like four total shots in seven fourth quarters. They ben-
0: so they, ended they ended up benching him. They ended up benching him because they he refused to shoot.
1: He wouldn't shoot and he wouldn't drive to the like even if if you're a superstar, if you're a guy making 40 million dollars and I know he only makes 38, so you know, excuse me the 2 million. But if you're a guy on a super max deal, and you're having an off night, you're still really good defensively, like, look what Jason Tatum did against the Nets. He was, like, garbage shooting the ball. So what did he do? He stepped up defensively, and he started passing the ball all over, getting his teammates involved. Now, if you want to get yourself going, and you need to get yourself some easy points, what do you do? You drive to the goddamn basket. Because that's all Simmons does to begin with. <laughs> that's all he does. He does not shoot outside of five feet. And I mentioned that in my article. I looked at his career shot chart when I wrote that three years ago. When he when he shoots, if he's between five and ten feet, his, his shooting percentage goes from, like, 70% 70-80% within 5 feet because it's all layups and dunks, and he's six foot, 10, six foot eleven. When he goes outside of 5 feet, just 5 to 10 feet, his percentage drops to like
0: 30%. Yeah, I'm looking at like, um, looking at, uh, I think this is Stat Muse, and looking at the shots that he, he takes like so, over his, so we'll just look at this was uh, last the last 58 games he played in 2020 2021 he shot 55 um in general in general however i'm looking at this chart 90 of them were in the painted area it looks like he had yeah. he took um three, he took 10 threes he made three and that's the funny thing about it is if he's shooting 30 percent from the three-point line let's say he shoots 10 for 30. And then he shoots 3400 hundred. Do you know what people have to start doing now?
1: He's a he's a dangerous three point shooter. He's thirty percent from three requires you to be
0: covered. Yeah, if he's not. Um, I was actually looking someone else up, Andre Roberson, who Chris Paul notoriously saw him and went, "Nope," and didn't even bother guarding him because they know he's even if he's going to shoot, he's shooting like twenty percent. Even people even had to defend Antoine Walker from three point line, and he mm. was. Charles Barkley, they had to defend from the three point line, and then they are both notoriously bad three point shooters. But like when you know the person's so scared shooting, it's nothing gonna do. Let's we could talk about Ben Simmons all day, but we also have mentioned former Celtic, former Cavalier, Kyrie Irving, future former net, future former net, who I didn't know apparently said he could be GM.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, in his uh pre- in his uh, press conference, like how him and uh. First of all, he doesn't need a coach. If he doesn't need a coach, why does he need a GM? And, you know, he proved, yes, you do need a coach. Uh, But, yeah, to kind of touch on something you said earlier, you know, like, oh, we're not talking about injuries. Yes, Kyrie's injured all the time. Like you alluded to, uh, in 11 years, he's played 60 games four times, uh, which means seven times he hasn't played at least 60 games. Um, There were also... How many times this year? And I, I said this on my sports show when my brothers were still on. I'm sorry. What's the name of your sports show?
0: What's the name of your sports show again?
1: Uh, the loudest sports show. Okay. Uh, because we, uh, which has also been on hiatus. I think we've done one episode in six months. Um, but we talked about these two players playing together, and I said it would never work, and these guys will never win a championship. Because they're two of the most neurotic, thin-skinned players I've ever seen. Durant, especially, uh, with his friggin' burner accounts on Twitter, like throw <laughs> the fuck up, dude. Um, when when the two of them, I said they wouldn't they wouldn't mesh together because Kyrie just does whatever Kyrie wants to do, and he's so selfish and he doesn't give a shit about anyone else. like, no, no, they're friends, they're friends. I'm like, yeah, okay. It doesn't matter if guys are friends. Harden was friends with Westbrook. We saw how well that worked. You know, like, nobody nobody listened to me when I said this because everyone was just looking at it, like, on paper or if it was, like, a, a 2K team. Like, oh, they have these two guys, they'll be unstoppable. Because for a long, long time in the NBA, all that mattered was who had the two best players. You know, like rank the fo- the top five players in the series. You know, like oh, you have three of the top five. Yeah, you're winning this series. The exception being 2011, uh, when the uh, the Mavs beat beat the Heat. But for the most part, whoever has the top three uh, three of the top five players wins that series. Uh, and I I was I was, uh, I was like, look. You know it's not going to work. Kyrie's just going to do whatever he wants. He's already said he doesn't need a coach. He's already tuned out the coach before they even started the season. And what does he do? Like a weekend? Oh, I'm not showing up. I, I texted my teammates, but I didn't. I didn't have the courtesy or respect for Steve Nash to text him and be like, yeah, uh, I can't play. And then the riots happened, and he's like, oh, oh man, oh, I'm so distraught. I can't play. Oh man, oh I can't play. And, like, he didn't play for two weeks. And, you know, every time he gets upset about anything, like, he turns into everybody else's issue. Do you remember when I when uh, the first game he played against the Celtics in the Garden and he had that fucking smudge stick with all the goddamn sage? Yeah. And he's walking around saging the whole place. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, he does it all the time. Oh, yeah, that's all And he no does. one ever yeah. saw him do it like again? Have seen him fucking do it since? No. He's never done it anywhere else since. It's, hey, look at me. Look at my theatrics. Look how spiritual I am. Oh, did I mention that I'm uh, I'm fasting for
0: Ramadan? And
1: did apparently
0: so was... That? I didn't even know Jay, Apparently Jalen Brown was, too.
1: Yeah. But <laughs> only one of them was like, did you know that that's what I'm doing? Also, did you know that I'm an artist? I'm a philosopher. No, you shouldn't criticize me because art is subjective. So if I have a bad night, it's just because my art wasn't on point. No, no,
0: no, 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 no. Effort is something that you, you can't see. Shit, though I do not, I'm glad I don't. See, it was you earlier
1: get... this year, he's like, "I'm an artist. I'm an... This is my art." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Because so like, people were criticizing him because he wasn't playing well. And he's like, "Oh, I'm an artist. And artist subjective." What the <laughs> fuck? I don't have to listen... What did he say? Like, I don't have to listen to peons like you or something? Oh, I I need to find this. Oh, my God. It was... It was unreal, the shit that he was saying. And it's like, are you, like, a 15th century French duke? What is going on here? All right, here we go. Yeah,
0: what do you got? Oh, no, this was that stupid thing from Uncle Drew. Um... Uh, oh, this
1: was a press conference earlier this year when the, they weren't playing well. Terry <sighs> Irving, artist. Uh, I, just, see.
0: I don't know how. I love that we're both literally sitting here trying to like Google.
1: Yeah, we're both. Oh, yeah, here we go. Um. Oh, sorry.
0: It was ninety-three weeks ago. Yeah, I guess it had something to do with the uh, Gordon Hayward shit too. And who cares? Fuck him. <laughs> I mean, if we're being completely honest about it. And also, I remember Kyrie going, "If they, if, if people come at me, I'm gonna come at like them." I'm like, yeah, you have the right to do that. But here's the funny thing about that: as a fan, there are certain things that I do not believe you you should say. Let's take the fans in Utah who are notoriously known for saying incredibly racist shit to the players. Shouldn't be allowed to do that. You get racist no. or you make threats, you should be kicked out the arena. Um, that's hard. I will even go as far as if someone said to Kyrie, "Hey Kyrie, suck my dick," I'll even go that far as to say that's not acceptable. But someone going, "Hey." No, well, because.
1: That's what that's what he said to a fan. So if he's oh, it I'm to
0: going fan, to no no you gotta let me finish because I'm gonna go there. Okay, all right. But if someone is just saying things like motherfucker, uh, son of a bitch, even that you suck, it, you suck, things like that, you kind of gotta let that go. And when someone says Kyrie, you suck, and you respond with suck my dick, you are clearly thin skinned. Or even oh. hey. The wound may be fresh, because he busted his ass in game one. And it kind of just... That was was at halftime.
1: Oh, that was at halftime he said that? That was at halftime. Oh, I thought
0: that was at the end of the game where he said that shit.
1: No, And I found the quote. It's Uh. about, on the court, look at my resume. Look at the classics. Look at my art. I created (laughs) it going on 10 plus years now. Don't play with me. Don't play with what I do on a day in and day out basis to provide and go out there and create.
0: Fuck off. Can I just tell you? Uh, and I've been now that the NBA started. I've been listening. I'm listening to like a lot of like sports, like talk shows, radios, and I'm gonna bring up Skip and Shannon a bunch. But Skip mm. said something, and every so often, Skip says Skip and Shannon say something that I absolutely agree with. And Skip brought up that Kyrie has been coasting on that one big shot in the playoffs ever since. Oh, and Skip knows about
1: coasting because he only will focus on. One thing every time there's an argument, like he's still convinced that Tim Tebow is a good quarterback.
0: I think he at this point I think he's trolling people with the Tim Tebow shit. I don't think he believes that shit at all. I think him and Stephen A. have developed a character, and they just happen to know how to how to work it. Because I think Stephen A. is one of the best characters in TV history. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah, and he completely fabricated it himself. He's you know what he is? He's he's uh, the Archie Bunker of sports. But when it comes to Kyrie, like, I have developed my own heckling. Like, Ash has mentioned that we've gone to a few Celtics games. I went to one game. I was so disappointed. Celtics lost to the Rockets. Okay? And this is the Pierce, Allen, Rondo, uh, Garnett, Celtics. Okay? Garnett fouled out. Allen fouled out. Pierce fouled out, and they lost to, like, the Rockets, who had, like, a bunch of D-League guys. Like, some random dude that I've never heard of, and never heard since, had, like, 38 points. (laughs) And it was very disappointing.
0: Patsy, you're, what, a year or two older than me?
1: I just turned 41.
0: Alright, so you're you're a couple years older than me, so you'll remember this. A.C. Earl dropped 55 points on the Celtics when he was (laughs) on the Raptors. They Uh, traded him. They traded him. In less than a week, they played each other. He dropped 55 points on the Celtics. The Celtics have one of the most bizarre franchises, I want to say, in NBA history because their highs are epic level 10 out of 10, would recommend highs. Their lows are embarrassingly low. Marty Conlon yeah. was our leading scorer one year.
1: <laughs> I just remember Patino, and Patino, like, had that fucking speech. just like, Larry Bird's not walking through that door. It's like, you just drafted one of the – you drafted a Hall of Fame point guard, let him play, like, six games, and fucking traded him. Like, they had Chauncey Billups. They, imagine Billups instead of Rondo – on that 08 team, or Billups instead of fucking uh, Sam Cassell. But I digress.
0: Um, The taunting that I do. Chauncey Billups, Joe Johnson, Ben Wallace was in their training camp. Um, Antoine Walker went from a down-low player to Rick Pitino coming in and telling him to shoot threes. Uh, there, we could go on and on about the players who have come and gone. I'm still. I think Joe Johnson may be my, one of my favorite offenses, with that because he was Joe Johnson was that dude, and he. Oh, I put him on my uh, on my 2K22 team. As you should. Yeah, uh,
1: but the uh, getting back to the the heckling, uh, we went. Uh, I won. I won some money in the lottery, so I ended up buying everybody Celtics tickets for Christmas. So me, my. Two brothers, my dad and Azures all went to a Celtics game. They were playing the Rockets, and this is when, this is when I formed my my opinion about James Harden about how he doesn't play deep because I watched this dude just like saunter up and down the court. Like there's a fast break, and he's like, nah. Eh. He made it from like the the restricted area to almost to the top of the key. Like <laughs> watching watching the Celtics score. This is when Isaiah was like at the height of his powers. So uh, the Rockets are up 11 at halftime. Celtics came back and took the lead, and Harden—you could tell he quit. But the whole time, I was taunting Harden, but I had a very specific taunt that I would use, and I use it every, for every uh, everybody that uh, that I uh, that I go to see, like whoever the best player on the other team. I was like, "Hey, Harden!" <laughs> While well, I respect your talent. I hope your squadron is unsuccessful in their endeavors.
0: <laughs> That's perfect. That, I hope your squadron. It's, it, you know what it is? It's the squadron part that makes it that much better. Because it's not just... Because it's very... It's knowing you and knowing the people you've interviewed and your love of The Simpsons, that was very much a random heckler from a Simpsons episode. He appeared once in an episode heckling Homer who mysteriously knew how to shoot a hook shot from half court. <laughs> the,
1: the, the squadron thing is a Simpsons reference. There's the, uh, the episode where they're trying to get rid of all the immigrants, and Homer doesn't realize that Apu is an immigrant. And Apu gets a fake...
0: Uh, oh yes. These
1: fake documents. Hello, but Homer. Hello,
0: Homer Simpson. How are you today? And he had the big cowboy Hello, hat on. Homer,
1: how's it hanging? Yes. Loose and lazy. Wait a minute. Say something else. Oh, you're noticing how I am talking to <laughs> you. Turns out I was an American citizen, but plum forgot about it. Hey, let's take a relaxed attitude toward work and watch the baseball match. The Nine Mets are my favorite squadron. <laughs>
0: the Nine Mets. So, Kyrie is yeah. undeniably one of the most gifted offensive players in league history. I Maybe see the best handles of all time. Absolutely. It's funny watching someone said that Kyrie going, once Kyrie's in the paint, it's almost as sure as Shaq when he's in the paint. You don't really see him get blocked, he finds a way to let that ball go on a basket. And just watching him get to the paint, it's, he's ma- he's masterful. Kyrie, he hangs in the air. It, it's but he's he's not a gifted leaper. but he,
1: when he jumps, and like a guy will jump with him, he'll hang there longer than the other guy, and he's able to still release that ball at an apex where he can get that in
0: there. Absolutely, no one's doubting this talent. Like it's it's it's, it's that's the thing about it, and I think that's what annoys me so much about him is that. There's nothing wrong with being a free thinker. And while I have my opinions on getting the COVID vaccine, I feel that everyone should. I'm also not going to knock him for not doing it, despite me thinking that it's wrong. However, you said something very appropriate when the ban was lifted. Because he initially said that he wasn't taking the COVID vaccine for all of the people who couldn't uh, perform or couldn't do certain things or work because they were not vaccinated when the ban was lifted, he went right back to playing. And you said...
1: That was hypocritical, because if that's who you're standing up for, when did you decide that you were suddenly not standing up for them anymore? Like, he does this shit all the time. Oh, this is why I'm doing this. Well, if that's the case, you know, why are you not... You know, why are you not... um, Why are you not continuing that stance? Oh, because it's inconvenient for you now? Oh, okay. Oh, when there are riots, you know your heart hurts, so you can't play. But when Russia bombed Ukraine, it's no skin off your nose. You know when when uh, you know your your whole you know you you make a big deal about oh I donated a hundred thousand dollars. You make thirty eight million, like. A hundred thousand sounds like a lot, and to me, if somebody were to give you or I a hundred thousand dollars, that'd be great. But that would be the same as I make thirty-eight grand a year.
0: Here's ten dollars. I will say this though: any amount of money is is definitely good. We also have to take into consideration all the things that go into being an NBA player, and something um, Valkyrie always talks about when um, it comes to NBA, to NBA players, which is also it's a it's a um, is a shout out to Kyrie, but it's also a takeaway. The shout out to him is a hundred thousand dollars still a lot of money, regardless of what it is. Like, you know what I mean? So that cool. Donating is donating. That's great. The hindrance part of that is um uh, lost my train of thought. The hindrance part What's of that you is what could be doing. Oh it's not even just that. That's what I was gonna say. You get paid an X amount of money and someone didn't assault you, someone didn't um, threaten you, you are upset because someone called you a motherfucker or someone called you a bitch. At that point you decided to flip them off. You get paid an X amount of money to deal with that. That's why there's a certain level of money and Valkyrie always talks about that. One of the reasons that celebrities and athletes get paid an X amount of money is specifically from for protection for themselves and their family and their loved ones. But it also comes with a heavy crown of having to deal with certain things and understanding that it is what it is now. So, so I, I I can, uh, let me touch on this real, real quick,
1: because there is a difference. Uh, it's not just being a celebrity. Like, if you're a celebrity and you're out, um, I can say that I experienced something recently where uh, I'm not going to name the name because I don't want to, uh, you know, give away when it was or where it was. But I was on a production, and there was a specific, uh, specific actor that drew a massive crowd. And there were people yelling this person's name, and there, was, there were kids, young kids, yelling like, oh... Give this person my number. Oh, here's my number. Give that person my number because, oh, we can hook up. And, you know, a group of people rushed at this person when they were just trying to use the bathroom. It got to the point where in my job, my job has nothing to do with security or anything like this, but my I went to one of the... Uh, the, the uh, people whose job it was to ensure this actor's safety and and, uh, keep an eye on that person, I said, you know, what we might want to do is because there's a crowd of 70 people across the street, uh, when they're done shooting, we might want to have their car ready so they only have to walk about 10 feet. Yeah. And, like, we we should form a wall to kind of shield, not to, like, like, oh, we're being super obvious that we're blocking this person, but, like, to the point where, like, our presence will distract from where they are. and Like, we can have some people walk over this way, and that person can walk behind us and just get right in the car and go. Because we don't want someone, hey, wave to the kids. Hey, hey, why aren't you looking at us? Hey, why aren't yeah. you acknowledging us? Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? There are 70 people, and we have you know on a on a set you may or may not have two or three cops depending on what you're doing where you're shooting but 70 people against 3 you those aren't good odds especially if Absolutely. Like really determined. Now when you are in a basketball arena there are dozens of security dozens of police.
0: That and being said there's also a...
1: difficult for you to get onto the court to get out and get at
0: that person. I will say this, though. There's also um, tens of thousands of people in the arena against dozens and dozens and dozens. Although, you hear one gunshot, people aren't going to rush the um, rush the arena. So, the, we could go back and forth about this, but we all know that Kyrie says he's coming back. But if you're a Boston fan, you remember when Kyrie said, I'm coming back to Boston, I'm here to stay. And then that one. I'll, I'll, I'm going to sign a long term extension if you'll have me. And then, and then the uh, my favorite part of that was Al Horford looking at him like, yeah, okay. And like it was. Yeah, I never. Uh huh. I yeah. never thought he was coming back. I neither did I, but it was and just. It wasn't. It was just. I wasn't
1: sure I wanted him.
0: I didn't want him either, but I also find it hysterical that Al Horford was way in the background looking at him like, yeah, okay, <laughs> like he knew it was bullshit. Mm-hmm. But again, that goes to the quote the kind of person that Al Horford is. Uh, what are your final thoughts on Kyrie Irving um, before we get into Katie's performance in this first round?
1: Uh, Kyrie is incredibly toned deaf. He is uh, oblivious to everything that's going on. If it's not effusive praise being heaped upon him for being a philosopher, a scholar, an artist, a poet, uh, he doesn't want to hear it, and, you know, he will give you two different reasons why he feels that way, both will be contradictory, but he'll say it in a way where you're like, man, that dude's smart, Hmm. but, like, if you listen to him, no, he's not, he's just, he... He clearly owns a -a word-a-day calendar and tries to put as many of those words into a sentence as he possibly can. Now, he may be educated. He may be well-read. I get it. But he has a lot of competing philosophies that he's trying to adhere to, and it seems to me that he's just using certain ones when they are convenient to him and it's almost like he whatever the flavor of the day is like it's almost like he's that he's that dude who has a thousand hobbies but no career you know what i mean oh. like he's like oh i'm going to sage this arena because i'm very zen oh but i'm also a muslim oh but i also have you know roots in hinduism and oh yeah i you know, I found out that I'm Native American,
0: so I'm going to be
1: shamanist, shamanistic. It's like...
0: I, I will say that there's nothing wrong with observing many cultures. I think that it's part of the thing that makes people good. However... It's the way he does. Yeah, it's it seems more like the greatest showman than it does genuineness.
1: You don't see the Dalai Lama, like... Covering himself with tattoos and like going out of his way to be like, Oh man, I am so Zen right now. <laughs> oh man. Like, you- Oh, did you see like how forgiving I was to like this dude who yelled at me? Like, Oh man. Like, no, that's not like when you are a, a religious leader, you know, and you were serious about your spirituality You're you're not gonna like sit there and be like, oh man, did you see how awesome I was? Like I'm such a great philosopher and artist and poet. You know, if somebody's like, "Hey Pope, you suck," he's not gonna be like, "Suck my dick."
0: You know. It depends. Did a little boy say it?
1: You Um,
0: you got (laughs) to admit, admit, though, that was a good impression of the Pope. It was a great. You do you remember that that cutscene of Family Guy when it was just like it's like Dean Cain sitting on a bench. He's like. Oh my God! Is that Dean Kane? Oh my God! That's Kyrie Irving. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's Kyrie.
1: Oh my God! Is that Kyrie Irving? Oh fine, I'll sign twelve autographs and take some pictures. Oh, will you leave me alone? I'm sorry. Who are you? Oh, right. Like you don't know that I'm Kyrie. Like he wears a shirt that has like, like that shirt that uh, LeBron was wearing with himself with like all the all the guys from the Lakers.
0: Yeah, that was it's like him and Shaq and Kobe fucking we're here we're talking here, we're here with the Lakers. What the app they have to be the biggest disaster and the biggest letdown in, in sports history, right?
1: Well, my favorite thing about this season, you know, because I wasn't sure who was coming out of the East, because I didn't know what to expect from the Celtics. I thought Milwaukee was gonna come back out again. Uh but now I've changed my tune after, you know, the first of the year and what the Celtics did uh, and how they've been playing. So I think the Celtics are going all the way. But my favorite thing is the fact that the two Quote unquote best teams on paper because they had all the superstars. Like, oh, this is going to be an epic series. Brooklyn and LA, they want to combine zero playoff games. <laughs> and one team couldn't even get, couldn't even make it to 10th place in their conference. Now, don't get me wrong. The West is a lot tougher than the East. Is it though? Let's look at yes. uh, Okay. Look Hold at on. the win totals on those teams. I'm
0: I'm absolutely gonna do that.
1: <laughs> there were a lot more uh, higher win teams. Like, you know, what was it? Was uh, like Cleveland won like 38 games and got into the the play-in tournament?
0: Nope, 44.
1: 44. Who won 38 games and got into the playoff play-in tournament? That Nobody.
0: If it was, it was in the West because the um, the East uh, playing. It was the Hornets at forty three, and the Hornets at forty three, the Cavs at forty four, the Hawks at forty three, and the Nets at forty four as well. All
1: right, so you got forty three, forty four.
0: Would that have made the playoffs in the West? I, I don't know how true that. I'm trying to fucking the computer isn't working the way I wanted to. Um,
1: let me let me look it up on my...
0: Cause I really do feel that that like that wasn't the case here. Um, all right, oh motherfuckers doing it again. Oh no, that's why it wasn't working. So yeah, so no, the the East was actually better because the tenth spot was thirty four with the Spurs, forty two with the Clippers, thirty six with the Pelicans, and forty and um, forty six with the um, Wolves. The East the East playing had a much better record than the West playing. Well,
1: the playing, yeah, but I mean you got Miami. The top three, top four teams: you have fifty-three wins for Miami, fifty-one for Boston, Milwaukee, and Phoenix. Fifty-one wins uh, would get you one, two, three,
0: four. fifth place. Fifth place. Now, like, oh, okay. That being said, uh, the Nuggets were forty-eight, and okay. So, okay. So for the it's, it eventually evens out. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. At the at the end, like the. I mean
1: they won thirty three games. Like
0: that is just that's a LeBron James, King James, leader of the fucking greatest players of all time, according to other people, couldn't couldn't win more than thirty three fucking games with And we we, we <laughs> mentioned this a few years ago when he
1: first got to the Lakers. I was like, Oh, but I thought he was the best and he could lead any team into the playoff well, you know, he was hurt, and it was his first season with the Lakers, and this and that, like, here's all the excuses. Like, then they go out and get Anthony Davis, who was one of the top five players in the game at the time, and it's like, oh, we won the championship, hooray, we're the best. Uh, Although I don't think they would have beaten the Celtics, and I think the Celtics kicked their own ass against Miami. They should have beaten Miami, no problem. But, whatever. Um, And then this year, like... It reminds me of the, uh, the Red Sox in uh, 2012, 2013, 2014, where they went, 2012, they were dead last. 2013, they win the World Series. 2014, they're dead last. Like, how do you go from last place to world champions to last place? And that's kind of like what the Lakers did. No playoffs, rings, bounced out by an inferior Phoenix team, no playoffs. Like, he's been there four years and has missed the play. He's like, I mean, if you want to just look at it, like, oh, he's got one championship and only four years in the in that franchise. Great. But he missed the playoffs twice and got bounced in the first round in the second
0: round. Yeah, that doesn't really mean anything. Like, I'll be the first one to say, like, if the Celtics won that um, ring in 08 and then were just irrelevant for the next few years while KG and Ray Allen and Paul Pierce were there, I'd have issues because it almost seems like what was even the point. But the Celtics remain relevant. For what another yeah, four or five the, years? They were
1: in the uh, they were in the championship the the final the East Finals the next year
0: and, um, and they lost and yeah because because uh, I think it was KG who was hurt and Leon Po Leon Po stepped up that was my guy after a yeah, I I I Leon hurt, Poe jersey and so with. did uh, so
1: did Perk I think Perk got hurt too
0: Perk got hurt the year they went to the um to the finals so was the it?
1: next year against uh, yeah La against the Lakers again. Because the Lakers three-peated in the final, and they won two of those. They won back-to-back because they they lost to the Celtics the first year, beat beat uh, Orlando, like smoked Orlando the next year, and then beat the Celtics the next
0: year. So, and, uh, I can't wait to have my homegirls Talar and Carr on the show just because Carr is a Laker fan, but she's also the only Laker fan that I've ever met that's realistic. So, okay. it, it's it's very rare that I actually find a Laker fan who's actually critical about the Lakers and will be honest about it. So, after the Lakers officially didn't make the playoffs, her first tweet was, Good morning, everybody, except for the Lakers.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, no one can tell me otherwise that Russell Westbrook wasn't shading points. I firmly believe that he was taking money specifically to not necessarily lose games, but miss shot, miss laughs, miss dunks, miss free throws. Like, Russell Westbrook looked like, he looked looked unlike himself. Now, don't get me wrong. He turns the ball over a lot. He shoots a lot of bad shots. But these were mistakes that were unbecoming of an NBA player.
1: All right. I'm going to push back against this because this is another one that I said this. How long ago was he? uh, Four years ago when he was averaging triple doubles. Like he won the, he he got the the MVP averaging the triple double And the next couple of years. He's like still averaging triple doubles. And I watched a breakdown of what Russ is. And I determined that Russell Westbrook had a little bit of Will Chamberlain in him. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean that he was, uh, Chamberlain was uh, criticized for just being a scorer. So he said, I'm going to lead the league in assists. And did it. To the detriment, he did it, but he did it to the detriment of his team. Yep. Where he would be down low. And, you know, again, he was playing against fucking five foot five guys named Butch. Wearing belts and knee pads, and then when
0: he played, like, um, uh, and then when he played Bill Russell, he couldn't um, fucking shoot his way out of a fucking wet paper bag.
1: But the 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 point is, he he would have an open shot, and he would like somebody would pass him the ball, he would pass it back. Like, no, I want the assist. Get me the assist. I need to lead the league in assists. Just to say, yeah, I did it. Russell Westbrook would do the same thing. He would box his own. Like there were times where he would like pull Stephen Adams away so he could get a rebound. He would intentionally miss shots so he could get the triple double, get his own offensive rebound. This is who Russ was. This is always who Russ has been. And Russ is a guy, you know. And it's been brought up this year. Like again, I'm ahead of the curve on this stuff because <laughs> I'm watching these guys and I know what the fuck is going on. And that my eye test tells me. That this is who these players are. You know, I watched him in Oklahoma City. I watched him in Washington. I watched him in in Houston. This guy, Is a terrible three-point shooter, but that has never stopped him from hucking up threes left and right like he's fucking Reggie Miller. He is a below-average free-throw shooter.
0: Below-average three-point shooter.
1: (laughs) Free-throw, too. (laughs) <laughs> he, he is He's a guy who relied on his athleticism And he was a guy who was very similar And I've heard this conversation this comp- com- Comparison To Allen Iverson who is you know a smaller guard Guy would throw his body around And it's like, it's like oh did you see Iverson Last fight he had 42 points Yeah on 8 of 35 Shooting like That's not impressive to me You hit 25% of your shots and that's not even counting all the misses that he would get fouled on. Like, that's who Russ is. Russ only gives a shit about his staff. He doesn't care about anything else. He doesn't care. He has a crushing loss. Oh, it doesn't matter. Sun's coming up tomorrow. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome attitude to have. But if you are playing a game and you are uh, expected to contribute to a winning culture, going, oh, hey, win some, you lose some. No big deal. And, like, oh, you lose some and you lose some and you lose some lost almost 50 games this year out of can you, 82
0: can you and imagine that's
1: an issue
0: can you imagine Paul Pierce or Kevin Garnett saying you win some you lose some
1: no could I imagine I mean I could see LeBron saying it because that's the biggest issue between well all I'm sorry of- I said
0: LeBron James I meant Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett
1: no no but what I'm saying is like this is this is part of the issue from some of the players that we're talking about now like, you're talking about Kyrie. It's like, man, how does he get away with that? Because Kevin Durant, who is the face of that franchise, is like, oh, yeah, you know, he's my buddy. He can do whatever he wants. Oh, look at that wacky stuff. Oh, he's always doing wacky, crazy things. Oh, you yeah. know, you know in, in L.A., did you ever hear LeBron criticize Russell Westbrook? Or like, oh, he went two for 12 at the, you know, shooting threes today, and we lost by 19 You know, and, you know, he threw the ball away 11 times. Six of them were inexplicable because he jumps up in the air and has no idea what to do with the ball, and he just eaves it into the third row and then looks at somebody else like it's their fault. Um, And LeBron's like, well, you know, Russ is going to be Russ. He's going to do it, you know. Like, you know, that's why we brought him here.
0: And, And Russ is like, yeah, so I'm doing exactly what I'm supposed
1: to be doing. There's no flaw in my game and i think it you know we had this conversation uh, regarding lebron cuz you're like oh lebron could never play in the 80s or the 90s against those guys and it's like i play i actually played devil, devil's advocate on that one because i was like hey this is a guy and this whole generation they've been brought up since they're 15 16 like uh jeez I'm the best. Everybody keeps telling me I'm the best, so whatever habits I have, good or bad, I made it to the league, so whatever I do must be the exact right thing, because look at me. Everyone, like, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 16 with Chosen One as the fucking headline. Like, that culture did not exist in the 80s and 90s. Do you know how Kevin Kevin Garnett Convince the Timberwolves to draft him. This he, is an amazing story. Uh, they, let me hear. After it. he, after he got his, uh, the, this story came out after he got his, uh, at the time record ten year one hundred twenty six million dollar deal. He he was coming out of Farragut Academy. Hold on.
0: Let me just out. let me just say this, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Garnett is worth every fucking penny of that.
1: Yes. And fun fact: the reason why Alex Rodriguez got a ten-year, two hundred and fifty-two million dollar contract is because he wanted to be double the highest contract ever made.
0: Of course, you. And did. he
1: went to it, and he went to one of the worst teams in the league to do it. But that's baseball. That's a different thing.
0: So. Oh, I, oh, oh, we have to do. We have. I, I need you to uh, record something later about our favorite, uh, our favorite holiday in Ju- um July. Okay. He, you Chicago. know what it, you know what it is. Yes, <laughs> yes, I do. But um, so, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Hold on. So it's it's uh, he's coming out of Farragut Academy, which I said like eleven times in Chicago. Now Chicago has produced some tough, tough players, you know, uh, because it's not like it's like you know, oh, I'm playing against a bunch of white dudes. It's like no, you're playing no blood, no foul, you know, in in the in the projects, in the ghetto, like. And that's how I grew up playing basketball, believe it or not. Like, where I was playing basketball when I was a kid, I was the only white kid playing. I couldn't dribble, pass, defend, but I could shoot the fucking lights out. So I was always asked to play. So he's he's getting run through all these drills by the Timberwolves, who have the number one overall pick. And, you know, they're not really sure. They're like, well, maybe you should go to college, polish your game a little bit, you know. You know he's eighteen, but he's. They would call him six thirteen. Because was seven feet, but yeah, they would say six thirteen. He was, he, he was so one he of those. He, he was the first center. guy
0: who didn't want to be known as a seven footer.
1: Well, he didn't want to. He didn't want to have to play center. He wanted to play power forward. He didn't want to play with his back to the basket. Uh, which I think was a great, great call. So he's. He's going through all these drills, and he's fucking clumsy. He's knocking cones over, like. They're just like, Jesus, like, you know what? Like, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Uh, We really think you should go to college for a couple years. Like, that's our recommendation. And he's, like, devastated. They're driving home, and they're driving by a park, and there's a pickup game. He's like, let me out. Let me out. Watch me play. And they're like, all right. So he goes into the street. And, 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 you know, it's not, you know, high school kids he's playing against. These are grown-ass men that he's playing against. And he fucking took over. And they looked at him and they were like, "This is the number one pick in the draft." Like fundamentals, be damned. Who gives a shit? Like, look at him play against grown ass men his own size. You know, and Garnett wasn't like a big. He was built like Durant. You know, seven feet tall, 105 pounds. You know, like
0: <laughs> no, no, what? he was he was 217. Because I, I remember having his. <laughs> I remember having his um, no, but a, NBA Jams card. card like, <laughs>
1: skinny skinny dude especially when he was 18 coming out of high school like skinny dude and he just took over and dominated against these these older guys so that's not something you'd see in today's league today's league it's oh look at him he's so great oh my god like people are still and this is, an, this is a topic for another day. This is another passionate topic. People are still, like, putting Zion Williamson on the cover of fucking video games. Dear and Lord. that dude never fucking plays. And the Pelicans are about to knock the Suns off without him. It's going to be great next year when he's playing in New York and everybody comes to see him and he plays 12 games. He's like, oh, sorry, I can't come in. They'll uh, listen to the injury report under Thanksgiving.
0: I, I don't think, and I don't know if I don't think or I hope that Phoenix. I hope Booker comes back because if he doesn't come back, it's really disappointing that he didn't get the. He deserved a lot more. I'm just gonna say that. I really wish. Yeah, that, I'll give you that. So, I want. Fuck, was talking about Kevin Garnett. The um, I forget what I was I was gonna mention, but it doesn't really matter. Oh, that's what it was. So I asked four of my friends what they thought of the Lakers. We're gonna start with my best friend Lavelle. He goes, the Lakers. He asked him, "I like I, and the question was, what are your thoughts on the Lakers?" Recording now, looking for quotes. So he says they are the heartbringers of their own doom for allowing a 36-year-old man-child to make a roster decision for them, like he's playing 2K. Dot dot dot. 19, because that's the last time his number his number one pick, Russ Westbrook, was actually good. Who knew that trading away Lonzo, Ingram, and Kuzma would effectively end in their expected dynasty before it actually had a chance to begin? I would say I'm sad for their fans and their organization, but then that would be a liar. Fuck the Lakers, now and forever. <laughs> that
1: sounds like, well... We
0: also know Lavelle is slightly biased as he is a Suns fan. Mm. He's a Suns and a Celtic fan, so it's like double fuck them.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, double fuck them is
0: is <laughs> it's, like, it's a good call. So uh, my homeboy Brandon, who's uh, one of the one of the co-hosts on the, the Black Ball Black Nerds comic book show, which will be starting next month, I asked him the same thing. They are the worst. Fra- they are one of the worst franchises in the NBA in the last ten years. And if not for gr- the greatness of LeBron, they would have ten straight years of not making it past the first round in the playoffs.
1: I mean, that's true. I mean, I'll give them that. Uh, they made some very poor decisions, especially where it comes like they have no first round picks for like the next forty years. They traded all their young players for Russ and A D and they have no bench. Like you have to rely on guys who are way past their prime and used to have one specific skill, like say Avery Bradley, who could be a shutdown defender. He was Marcus Smart before Marcus Smart with a little bit of, you know, more offensive skill.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. His maturity?
1: He he lost it. He lost that defensive edge. And if you're a guy that's like, well, you know, what do you do? Well, all I can do, like, I'm really good at driving a car. Nobody can turn left or right better than me. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, man, I can't turn left anymore. Like, what good is he?
0: And can we just say that Marcus Smart has not only is he a elite team and one-on-one defender – He's actually turned into over the last few years. We've watched him turn into a very good point guard. Yeah,
1: um, you know he's had to. I I think he's had to add that part of his game, the the facilitator part, because he's so inconsistent offensively. Uh, Although there was the end of that game one. Any other year that we've ever seen Marcus Smart. Does he pass that ball
0: to you Tatum okay? with yeah. a layup? the oh, oh, Okay. No, I'm sorry.
1: Sorry, I thought I something happened to Valkyrie. Happen Go ahead. Uh,
0: does
1: he pass that ball to Tatum, or does he heave up that throw? Oh,
0: he heaves that, that shit up and immediately, and I love yeah. the fact that he didn't do it. And I, the first thing I thought about was a year, two years, maybe a year ago, he would have taken that shot. But all I would it sh- said prior to prior to this calendar year, he takes that shot. quite possibly and um, and lastly my big brother not in real life but my big brother um, I asked him the same question he goes I think they are a mess not only are they old I don't think there are many coaches that want to go there
1: no Um, and they have these pipe dreams of you know Quinn Snyder or Mark Jackson like you're you're more likely to get Phil Jackson than Mark Jackson like (laughs) you're not going to get any of these coaches and you know who they might get, you know, maybe, uh, get a guy who used to play for him. Maybe pick up Steve Nash when he inevitably gets, uh, fired by the Nets because, you know, in sports, you know, the team doesn't play well, you know, it's, it's, uh, Frank Vogel's fault that, uh, you know, Ross had all those turnovers. It's his fault that he missed all those shots. You
0: know? And so, I just love that Frank Vogel is actually getting the majority of the uh, blame, like the majority of the blame from that from people who know nothing about basketball.
1: Yeah, they again, they don't have the eye test. They just look at the numbers. Oh, the, the team was bad. Must be a bad coach. It's like, eh, that's not how that works. Uh, the team is bad because the team assembled around them was not good. Now, in that league, the coach matters very little and is essentially ballast, but you will see that if a coach is very good, he can take a collection of, of, you know, various plays, which is why I liked Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens took a bunch of nobodies, you know, including, and I'm including Isaiah Thomas, because Isaiah Thomas was a nobody, second-round pick, bounced around to a bunch of different teams, and he was able to insert him into his system and make him a fucking superstar. Like... That team that took the the mat the Cavs to seven games, fucking you know, uh, and I'm not talking about the one with Tatum and, and this is prior to that. Like if Kelly O'Linick was your was your uh, was your center Jonas Garebko Semi Ojele like I
0: forgot. Okay, is he even still in the league anymore?
1: No, because you I- had you had Horford and and and. Uh, and Isaiah, like, those are your best players. And then Crowder would probably number three. But, like, if Jay Crowder is your third best player, like, you shouldn't be in game seven of the Easter Cards final. Yo, I swear the Celtics,
0: the Celtics have this knack of, and I don't know if it's the culture, I don't know if it's coaching, but the Celtics have this way of finding players who should not be in the league and then finding a way to make them serviceable. Because Kelly Olynyk was pretty damn good when he was here. He found the, a way to... Go ahead. I was going to say, it's... Boston has this thing
1: for undersized players. Mostly undersized white guys. <laughs> but undersized players who turn into fucking legends when they're in Boston. Brad Marchand. Dustin Pedroya. Fucking Wes Welker and uh, Julian Edelman and Isaiah Thomas, all these got all these guys that were like undersized, like like fucking Edelman was a quarterback drafted in the sixth round. They turned him into the, one of the one of the most uh, explosive slot receivers of all time and a Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Pedroia had no business winning an MVP in his second year. You know, but he did. Like, he had no business being as good as he was hitting for power the way he did, you know, with the doubles and home runs. You know, Martian is a guy who was a rat for most of his career and now <laughs> he's turned is one of the most elite goal scorers in the league. Like, in the world, because, you know, unlike most sports, you know, hockey takes the best of the best from all over the world. Yeah. Like, it's wild how good some of these hockey players are. To the point where in the mid-90s, they could do an all-star team where it was North America versus the world and actually have it be close. Even though, like, that's kind of rigging the game. You know, it's like, okay, uh... Fun fact, the way hockey used to be done, like, the way they would draft... Wherever you were born, like wherever your hometown was, that's the team that got to have you. Like wherever you were which is why the Canadiens won twenty eight championships or whatever the fuck it is, because everybody was born around Montreal. They got all these great players.
0: I was picturing somebody in like Texas, they're like, The fuck man
1: Well this was back there were only six teams, it was let's see if I remember. Chicago, New York, Detroit, Boston, Montreal, and Ottawa. Like those were, I think that was the original six, but I, I might be wrong. Uh, no, Toronto. It was the um, Maple
0: Montreal, Boston, New York, Chicago, Toronto, and Detroit. Yeah,
1: yeah, it wasn't Ottawa. It was it was Toronto. I I changed it at the end. Uh, but yeah, there were only six teams. So wherever you grew up closest to. So if you were you grew up in California, guess what? You're playing for the Red Wings. That's the close. That's what sucks because, like, you have Chicago and Detroit right next to each other. God, that's funny.
0: All right, yeah. But so that's why they were so good. So before we end the show, this actually went a lot longer than I thought we were going to. But you know, this is this is usually what ha- this usually you, this is usually what happens when we record together. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I
1: had no. You're like, oh, I only need
0: half an hour. It's like, yeah, but you gotta get an hour and a half. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is, I'm going by. I'm going by. Position. I'm going to give you three players. You're going to create a team. You're going to tell me whether or not this is somebody that you, who, you're going to decide one player that you're going to pick on this team. Are you ready? And we're going to start this. Yeah. You're starting five, and then there's going to be a three players coming off the bench. Okay. All right. So at center, Hakeem, Shaq, or Jabbar? I'm going to go Hakeem. Uh, so would I. Shooting guard, Dwayne Wade, Allen Iverson, or Tracy McGrady. Give me T Mac, he's got the size. Oh, good. I would have went Dwayne Wade, but I'm also super biased. A small forward, Paul Pierce, Kevin Durant, or LeBron James. I'm I'm trying to see where you're I'm trying to see how biased you are here. <laughs> well I mean if we're uh, like You're just building a team.
1: Just building a team, this isn't like, oh, you need a team to win. What, like, It's not like a fucking Space Jam situation. This like, isn't
0: a Space Jam situation. You're picking a team based on what they can do on the court and and what kind of distraction they'd be off the court. All right,
1: so I've got Hakeem
0: and T-Mac.
1: And we're talking at the height of their powers,
0: obviously. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah.
1: Based on the career that they've had.
0: Based on the career they had, yeah.
1: All right, so then I will take Paul Pierce over those two guys because I have Hakeem and I have T-Mac.
0: I'm surprised by that. I I was like, like, maybe he'll lean towards LeBron.
1: I thought about LeBron, but LeBron at the height of his powers was a choke artist and very deferential. Kevin Durant at the height of his powers needed two other superstars. Uh Paul Pierce was always led that 08 Celtics team and always played the he played uh LeBron when they played against each other, he played him one on one for the most part, and he, you know, held his own. Is he as talented as Durant or uh LeBron? Absolutely not. But we're talking the at the height of their powers with the career that they had and, like, who they are on and off the court, if I'm building a team, I'm not just saying who's the... Because we already went through this whole exercise. Just because you have all the top quote-unquote names does not mean your team's any good. Ask
0: Brooklyn and ask LA. So... (laughs) Who do you got next? KG, Tim Duncan, or Giannis?
1: Duncan. I love KG.
0: But Duncan's bigger, and
1: Duncan, I said uh, for many years during that run that I said that Duncan was the best player in the league, and I would take him number one overall in a draft of everyone in in the
0: league. You're taking Tim Duncan number one out of everybody in the league. That's including Michael, Magic, Larry.
1: At the the time, they they were winning championships. Okay. At the time, I had... I had him, and I had KG just behind him, I was, and then Kobe. Oh, I and said, those are the three; those were my top
0: three. So, just so you know, I'm going Wade. So I said I'm going Hakeem, I'm going Wade, I'm going LeBron, and we're going to forget. I'm going KG. I think KG is the greatest power forward of all time. I know, it's, I know, I know. Tim Duncan has the hardware, but I I picked KG over Tim Duncan.
1: Just watching what Duncan did offensively, defensively, and that fucking three pointer he hit to send the Suns home that one time.
0: I mean, let's be honest. They—if it wasn't for the the Robert Ory hip, um, hockey check. Oh no! They yeah they would they would have
1: uh, lost to that Suns team. However, he—I mean—he started winning it as soon as he was in the league, and he, despite the fact that they had. David Robinson, once he got on that team he was he was the face of that franchise
0: Alright and last well, last of the starting lineup we have Steph Curry, Magic Johnson or Luka Doncic
1: <sighs> Luka can't stay healthy I love uh, Steph but I'm putting Magic as my point guard, that dude will do everything Yeah, Yeah. Magic's my point
0: guard. I also will go on record by saying, and Celtic fans, you can hate me if you want, but uh, Magic Johnson is the greatest point guard of all time.
1: Yeah, I don't have a
0: problem with that. All right, so now these are your bench players. Do you go Reggie Miller, James Harden, or Ray Allen? Ray Allen
1: was a fucking assassin. Uh, I'll take him. That dude was unguardable at the end of the game.
0: I have a hard time disagreeing with that. I go Reggie specifically because again, my bias. And if I need one, if I have to pick one shot I think fifty percent of the time if I need one shot and I have one second left on the clock, I'm almost always going Reggie. Uh next up we have Clay Thompson. That's why I took Ray. <laughs> uh next up we have Clay Thompson, Scotty Pippen or Charles Barkley.
1: Give me Charles. My team needs some edge and some anger.
0: This was difficult for me. I think I may actually go. I don't know if I go Claire or if I go Charles. I don't go Scotty because, of, again, to his own admission, if I had to make the call again to not go in the game, I'd go in the game again. I wouldn't go in the game. And yes, I know that was more Charles Barkley than Scotty Pippen, but I don't do a Scotty Pippen. And last but not least, Dennis Rodman, Draymond Green, or Al Horford? uh Rodman.
1: Rodman? I need a defensive stop or I need a rebound? Fucking Dennis Rodman is the
0: guy. If somebody kicked at the balls, maybe him
1: or Draymond. It's one of the two.
0: I, this one, I don't know who i go with because Dennis Rodman is one of my three favorite players of, NBA players of all time. But Draymond, I think, is the greatest role player of all time. Okay. But I think Al Horford is the better leader out of all three of them but i also think that like if you need a three if you need a rebound or if you need a block you go out i think yeah i think i'm going out i think i'm absolutely going out and that says a lot considering how much of a big fan i am of um of them okay i mean that's that's not bad all right
1: that was a that was a fun exercise
0: all right and before we go other than so other than michael jordan who was the greatest player of all time If
1: I'm going by I need somebody
0: You're building to, I'll give you I'll give you the Um. I'll give it to you You're building a team They're in their prime Every player In NBA history Is available But you want to build Your team around This guy Who do you pick? I'm always going Hakeem 10 times out of 10 I'm, I always go Kareem I always go Hakeem Hakeem Olajuwon I think is the greatest player of all time. And I will not even... When people talk, they're like, oh, it's Mike. I'm like, it's a King." <laughs> but anyway, so.
1: I mean, I want to say... Like, there's a couple of guys I can just go with right off the top. Like, if we're going the way the league is now...
0: <clears throat> you know what? I'll do you one better. We'll go with the league 2002, where it's right at the cusp. Of still playing hard, but still going, leaning towards like a new era. Bill Russell. Really? I'm not shocked by that at all. Because I know you're feeling towards Bill Russell and what he brings to a team and to a I mean, franchise.
1: You're, you're talking leadership. You're talking desire to win. The man is 21-0 and 0 in uh, closeout games. Um, he is He's not a guy who needs to score 60 points, but if you need him to score 60 points, he'll score 60 points.
0: <laughs> but he doesn't really want to.
1: <laughs> no, he doesn't care. Like, one of my favorite things about him that I just learned recently was that he was one of the top track and field athletes in yeah. the world. He would run like a fucking gazelle. Like, no, like he would play like, games 48 minutes, he'll play all 48 and not be winded. Like, he, he would facilitate, he'd rebound, he'd block shots. Like, all he ever, He loved playing defense. That was his thing. He's like, all I want to do is play defense. Like, I want to make sure you don't score. The next, like, he was the, so passionate.
0: I hope that I, I can find this digitally, but I have a top ten plays of all time, and it's like dunks, shots, steals, and one of them is blocks. And Bill Russell was talking. He goes... My mentality but you come in here I'm gonna knock it back you come in back in here I'm gonna do it again the third time you're gonna think about it for a second <laughs> and it's funny because as great as he is he's always just the most humble person ever oh here's the last question we're changing the logo from Jerry West because I don't think he should be the logo to begin with who's the logo now and what is it Oh Jesus um... I so go. We had this
1: conversation a I while go, ago.
0: I go Kobe with the fadeaway.
1: Well, I mean, if you want to go, if if it's me, the, the Jordan Jumpman. I mean, yeah. Or the Shack Dunk, but probably the Jordan. Um, before we before we go, I, I, there's a Bill Russell quote that I thought was always amazing. Somebody asked him once, hey, do you think you could have uh, gone up against Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? And he goes, young man, you have the question backwards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, know, that's it. It's over. We don't need to go any further. That has been the Old Man Wade show. I want to thank Patsy the Angry nerd, for coming here and doing this. Patsy, tell everyone where they can find you.
1: Uh, you can find me uh, every Thursday uh, on Brodown Thursday Podcast. You can find us on every... Podcasting platforms, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, all that. Uh, you can also come join the fun on our uh, our uh, Facebook page, on Thursday podcast. Uh, join the group, join the uh, the regular page. Uh, you can check out some fun articles and and things on ThrowdownThursdayPodcast.com. Uh, and yeah, that's where you can uh, find me. You can also Find my book. How much do you tip an exorcist on Amazon? I got my copy. Check that out. That's uh, there are some some stories from that that are being made into a horror anthology. Uh, one of them filming right now. Uh, super awesome about that.
0: I'm mad that we're actually friends and I'm just hearing about this.
1: Well, it's been on the on the on the DL, but uh, I will say that there is a, a short story. When I say short, I mean two sentences. One called "The Terrible Magician." and I, that one is part of the anthology, and I will be playing the role of the terrible magician. Yeah. You know, I was trying to come up with some kind of like you know, really uh, extravagant name for this magician, you know, like oh, the amazing Bernardo, or you know, something something flamboyant and extravagant and, and you know, like an embellishment. So, I like wordplay and everything, so I ended up going with uh, his name is Magic
0: Ian. And <laughs> that took me a second I was like yo yep. <laughs> and
1: there's there's gonna be a line in the in the movie where he's like because it's just gonna be like 10 15 minute plot uh, but he's gonna be like he's like oh yeah talent runs in my family I have a brother who's a guitar player music Ian
0: Get off my fucking show, man! <laughs> Yo, yeah, at- check that out before uh, before it ends up on Hulu. Check it out,
1: and uh, so you can be one of the first to be like, "Oh yeah, I knew that story."
0: Oh god, um, plug the plug the book one more time.
1: Yeah, how much do you tip an exorcist? Uh, it's on Amazon. It's uh, it's pretty rad. Uh, I'm also part of two anthologies called More Lore from the Mythos, Volumes One and Volume Two. I also have a story in a book called Duel of the Monsters, uh, which is a lot of fun, uh, a lot of different uh, things. I have a a serial killer who is a descendant of uh, the original Invisible Man, because that's a public domain character, and I can use that, and uh, she comes across this insectoid alien, and they have a big old battle, and it's fucking amazing. Big old battle.
0: Yeah, well, they're fighting over the same prey. Uh, you can find me at oldmanwade.com, articles and more. You can find me on oldmanwade.com, on Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok. You can find me on the Old Man Wade Facebook page. I mostly just talk comic book shit on there. But um, also, coming up next month, we have BBN, Ball Black Nerds, with myself, the Superior Superwoke Doom, and uh, oh, fuck, I, had, I forgot what Brandon's name was. I think he's, I forget what Brandon's name was, but Brandon has a name on it as well. I'll be going as, um instead of Old Man Wade, I'll be going as Old Man Hood, or Red Man Hood. I can't remember exactly what I'm going as, but I'll be a Red Hood parody. Um, thank you for listening, and as always, be excellent to each other. Peace. Damn it, Wade!